LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. All right, everybody, it's Steve, the Rogue Scholar, and boy, oh boy, do I have a fun one today. You know, every once in a while, you find out that people are listening and so forth. <laughs> you know, I have always lead with my chin. Um, I have distinct and uh, specific experiences um, that are different than a lot of people. Some of them are the same but many of them are different. And so I try to bring these things together in my analysis that I do when I talk about things. And I, I'm either the craziest son of a bitch on the planet and nothing I say is right. Or there's a lot of things I'm saying that other people aren't saying, but I'm spot on and something's got to give. <laughs> well, I have debated libertarians now for many years and I've done it in, uh, video platforms. I've done it in audio platforms. I've done it on the web done it all over the place. And it's got years and years of years and years of uh, look, see. So I want to start and just show you that the opportunity came where I had uh, spoken with a guy and I, you know, I mean, I don't have any problem with him, right? His, his name was Keith Knight or something like that. And he was of this libertarianinstitute.org right here. And uh, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I went through here and it's like, wow, the voice of American workers is a charlatan. Steve Grumman lies about libertarianism. Going back to 2018, 2017, Steve Grumman lies about libertarianism. Then we got the 2023. Uh, Steve Grumman, libertarian policy kills more people than, um, you know, it's like, uh, you know, he breaks out all this sleevey stuff. It, it's just one thing after another, after another. And I, you know, it, it's, it's, I ain't gonna lie. It's, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny, but I want you to read this with me. I want you to see how funny this stuff gets. There's a good old mugshot of old Grumbine from way back in the day, man. They didn't even try to polish that puppy up. They tried to pick the, maybe the worst funniest picture of me back in the day when I used to do my live streams on the back porch, uh, back when my hair was a little longer, <laughs> it got much, much longer than that, but he wanted to go through and I want to read this to you. Cause I want you to see the logic that we deal with all the time. He says, what is wrong with the following? What's wrong with following logic? Steve Grumbine advocates military spending austerity. I don't know what that means. Therefore, wants America to get invaded, enslaved, and suffer a genocide. Right. The unjustifiable assumption is that more military spending means we are safer. As Mr. Grumbine and I agree, military spending leads to invasions, which create blowback and creates enemies, which make the USA less safe. What's wrong with this one? Steve Grumbine opposes the Catholic Church's right to take 20% of everyone's income by force and in exchange gives us free universal Catholic schooling for 12 years. Therefore, <laughs> therefore, Stephen Grumbine wants everyone to be stupid and doesn't care if some people get education and a happy life while others die via ignorance. Problem with this logic is that it could just be, it could easily be the case that Mr. Grumbine cares deeply about education, but just doesn't believe the Catholic Church is a good organization that will achieve such an end. He also could believe that the church is good, but people shouldn't be forced to fund it and get caged if they don't chip in. The reason this matters is because Mr. Grumbine has accused libertarians of advocating austerity and thus advocating murder. Apparently, Mr. Grumbine sees the government spending. Look, 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 just for, just for the, just to like show neener, neener, neener. I'm going to spell it out. $6.2 trillion every year and says anyone who doesn't want to get, want them to get more money wants people to die. <laughs> yeah. 
folks, this is your libertarians, folks. I'll just take you through. This is their words. Okay, we'll get to mine when I'm done. So giving the state more power to produce health care, Medicare, Medicaid, welfare, FDA, ACA, medical, has not lowered the price of health care. It's not lowered the price of health care. Okay. Giving the state billions to spend. Who's giving the state billions to provide to provide schools hasn't given everyone an education even after 12 years. Fannie and Freddie loans didn't cure homelessness. The Federal Reserve monopolizing the money supply did not stop recessions. Like, this is almost like subhuman degenerate shit right here, okay? The court system does not create universal justice, nor do government police create universal safety. <laughs> Sally May and college subsidies have not increased the quality of schooling, nor has it decreased the cost. The drug war has not helped drug addicts or their families, and invading Afghanistan didn't usher in peace and prosperity for Afghans. <laughs> in short, opposing government intervention in X in no way means people don't care about X. Listen, this is, this is the money shot, folks. This is the money shot, okay? Amazon, Apple, Facebook, the Wright Brothers, Walmart, Goodwill, Twitter, YouTube, and Google, here we go, have done more to give poor people access to goods and services kings of the past could ever dream of than all government programs combined. Now, I want you to know this, when you see when you see your friends over there bonding with libertarians, when you see an entire movement out there trying to pretend that bonding with libertarians is the only rational thing to do, when you see people on YouTube and Twitter and stuff bonding with libertarians, making them look like the good people, okay? I want you to remember this. I want you to remember this, okay? I really want you to remember this. Not to mention, wait, this is like, really, like you're about ready to like throw up. Wait till you hear this. Not to mention, Henry Ford made automobiles more affordable. Rockefeller did so with oil. Vanderbilt with railroads and steamships. Carnegie with steel. Same with television, cell phones, computer software, furniture, toys, books, DVDs, CDs, microphones, air conditioning units, and radios. Less coercive third-party intervention leads to more innovation and more competition, employee and consumer choices, which improves quality and lower prices, all else equal. Well, we know... This is like a word salad. We're going to address this, okay? But I want you all to hear it straight from their mouth because there is an element within our midst that I think is pretty embarrassing and pretty shameful that doesn't do this, that doesn't explain this stuff, allows this stuff to go unchecked. And I'm very concerned for my children as they grow up, the kind of libertarian style government that would be left behind to tend to our kids that's disgusting and yet we've got people laying holy hands on the libertarians to make them appear as if they're part of the lion pack when in reality they're nothing but hyenas invading the pride land so progressives are simply imperialists they know so well what's good for you they're going to violently impose it on you then brag about how nice they are after you've been separated from your family and are rotting in solitary confinement. Okay? I mean, seriously, there are people out there that I think we need to stop pretending like they're, they're, they're fellow travelers. I think we need to stop pretending 
that we're fighting for the same causes, right? Because clearly that's not true. So listen to this. Consider another comparison between market and political resource allocation. If one tours a low-income black neighborhood, wait till you see this, here we go. If one tours a low-income black neighborhood, he will see people wearing some nice, (laughs) he will see some nice clothing, eating some nice food, driving some nice cars, and he might even see some nice houses, but no nice schools. Why? The answer relates directly to how clothing, food, cars, and houses versus schools are allocated. Clothing, food, cars, and houses are allocated through the market mechanism. Schools, for the most part, are parceled out through political mechanism. If a buyer is dissatisfied with goods distributed in the market, the individual can simply fire the producer by taking his business elsewhere. If a buyer taxpayer is dissatisfied with a public school, such an option is not in a black neighborhood economically available to him. (laughs) Now, I want you, seriously, I want you all to know people you follow, channels you follow, people you worship as like leaders of the left, okay? Leaders of the left. But, you know, if you follow them, I guess they are your leader, aren't they? See, this is you. This is you. If you you follow that, that's you. Don't, Don't fake it. Admit it. Tell the truth. Don't be a liar, liar, pants on fire. Tell the truth. This is you. This is you, right? He has to bear the burden of moving to a neighborhood with better schools. Interestingly, if one does see high-quality schools in poor or moderate-income black neighborhoods, they tend to be private institutions, such as Ivy Leaf in Philadelphia, Marcus Garvey in Los Angeles, and Marva Collins Prep in Chicago. Race and Economics by Walter Williams. Okay? So now, all of a sudden, they've got more jokes, fools coming in and saying stupid shit. You can go out there and check this trash. And, of course, it's on the Odyssey. And there you go. And there's so many more of them, right? I I mean, if I go here, um, I mean, there's just so much of this trash in here. It's unbearable. Like, I mean, literally, you will lose your mind going through all the trash that goes in here. And now I could sit here and I could this right here. Libertarians is preach non-stop austerity. Yes. Non-stop they murder. They are the okay. biggest this is effing murderers on the me. planet. And then they talk about war. Now, I'm going to stop sharing my screen momentarily. I'm going to come up here. I want you to understand something. The internet as a whole, the entire internet was created and developed, not with taxpayer dollars, but with government money, government subsidies, public money, period. Anything that came from the internet stemmed directly from government money. Elon Musk received Seven billion dollars. Sure, let's let's look it up. Let's see for a second what Eli Musk. Let's see what Eli Musk actually gets here. Let's see. Eli Musk federal subsidies. Let's see what Eli Musk gets with federal subsidies. He's saying, I'm literally saying to get rid of all subsidies, okay? But must subsidies, and this is going back to 2021, it's more since that. I think it's close to $7 billion now. Um, hold on. Elon Musk federal money. Hmm. 
Here it is. But Musk rarely mentions his companies benefit from government help. Tesla and SpaceX have received more than, hold on, what's that number? More than $7 billion in government contracts alone and billions more in tax breaks, loans, and other subsidies. Okay? I want you to see this. So this destroys in one fell swoop without having to get down 100, 100 rabbit holes. This right here clearly shows, clearly shows that he's receiving money from the hated government. The hated government is why the great man exists. And the hated government is a libertarian construct, okay? Our government has always been founded on these types of things. Literally, we had one guy, Pollyanna as hell, trying to tell us that the founding fathers had our best interest at heart, okay? Founding fathers had the best interest of wealthy landowners at heart. And so as you go through this whole mental gymnastics it takes to somehow or another validate a libertarian as a human being, much less as a of, of, of intellectual thought, okay? They ignore all of this, every bit of it. And so what happens when you have choice? Well, obviously, in a market economy, choice breaks up monopolies, okay? But how many different big pens do you need? How many different blue pencils, blue um, markers do you need? How many different, um, you know, types of white t-shirt do you need? This pursuit of tons of options and tons of choices is part of the reason why there is so much volatility in the market and so many people that end up losing their jobs, et cetera. But see, in the market space, we're just chatting. It doesn't matter because us getting fired, houses getting repossessed, people losing everything. This is all kind of the way the, the free market's supposed to work. This is how it's supposed to work. Stop fighting it. That's what it's supposed to do. Okay. The volatility is there for you. It's for your benefit that you end up losing your job, losing your home, losing everything. All right. One of the things that cracked me up, he's sitting there saying, Hey, public schools aren't increasing education. Seems to be that private industry is where it is. And so if you have private schools, charter schools, stuff like that, better results. Well, imagine this there is no federal right to an education in this country. We've covered this many times. Number two, the states are left to fund their schools based on the tax code of their local spot by zip code. So in rich places where rich people live, the taxes are high, so they fund great schools. In the poor communities, because they base it based on the tax revenues, this is why the fuckheads that try and push this state-by-state -state stuff fail miserably. They miss the stuff every single time, okay? Every time. Federal government's the currency issuer. The states are currency users. Local school districts are currency users. It could all be taken care of without any problem with the federal government literally funding it all. No questions asked. Equal, even, straight across, period. Okay? And the amount of money is not the relevant issue. I don't care if it's 20 trillion or 5 billion. It's not a matter of what the price is because the government is the price setter. The government is the one that pays the price to bring about a school if it does it through the federal government. But because of pathetic people like this cat that live and die on 10th Amendment shit, the state's rights crap, okay? Tenthers, we call them, okay? These guys fought tooth and nail to prevent education being a right. They fought tooth and nail to prevent education from ever being a right. There is no right to a public education in the United States, period, bar none. No legal right to an education. There is no federal funding at that level that can actually pay for all the schools. Why? Because these freaking tenthers don't want any federal interference. They want the federal government out of education. Now, let's, let's be crystal clear here, what I am saying and what I'm not saying. What I'm not saying is I don't support Joe Biden. I, I don't support Joe Biden. 
I don't support neoliberalism. I don't support war. I don't support any of the shit you see from these corporate Democrats. I don't. I don't support anything you see coming from the Republicans. I don't support anything you see coming from our United States government, period. At all. Zero. Okay? Zero. Every time you tell me somebody has a house or let's, let's go back through, Let, let's go back through and figure out one second what exactly it is. Ay, 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 ay. Let's, let's, we get the, the statements correct. Cause now we're going to go back through this point by point. We'll go through this point by point here. So starting here, <clears throat> Giving the state more power to produce health care has not lowered the price of health care. All right. So right here, let's start there. Subsidizing health care is not the same as price caps, as nationalizing, as taking the profit motive completely out of it, as the federal government subsidizing research and development completely and bringing it in-house and nationalizing it. But when you sit there and you give away money to corporations without any stipulation whatsoever, without making them, without enforcing and ensuring that they do whatever, oh, but you know what? Let's bring me back into the picture for a minute. The LOLbertarian thinks regulation and actual audit is somehow or another force. It's coercion. Okay. It's coercion. So they'll fight tooth and nail against coercion. My standard is this. Our government is a shared government. It's we, the people. Now it isn't in reality. We know it's captured. We know it doesn't serve our needs. The list is long of things that we truly do know that it's not doing. Okay. But what I'm advocating for is, in fact, ensuring access for all, literally, as a right for health care, as a right for education, on and on, covered and owned by the government so that it is not left to market conditions, so that it is not predated upon by the wealthy, so that it is not kept in the exclusive realm of the rich people so that it is a shared right for all. All right, let's get back to this. So when you talk about the ACA, the ACA is the ultimate neoliberal plan. I mean, there's just this word salad, welfare. Well, guess what? When you make welfare small enough and shitty enough that it doesn't, and when you allow businesses to do whatever the hell they want to create poverty, when you allow things to be this horrible, then yeah, it's not going to do it. So what libertarians do is they shrink things. The, the Republicans are libertarians. The li Republicans, they, the libertarians just don't have an active party. In, they don't have any power as a political party. But Ray, Rand Paul, libertarian. Ron Paul, libertarian. These guys, this is their belief system. It's trash. It's garbage. Okay. Anyway, so let's just keep on going. So he says, giving the state billions, giving the state billions. Let's talk about that. Where does money come from, folks? Where does money come from? Now, if you're a loser, you think the federal government borrows from private banks. It has no money of its own. It doesn't create its own, that the dollar isn't its national unit of account, that it's not a law, that the United States government doesn't have monopoly power over its unit of account, that it's enslaved to banks. If that's who you are, you're going to hate everything I say going forward because we just ain't going to have anything in common, okay? I can't play the fucking games. I can't do the silliness. You're going to have to do that on your own time. You're going to have to play silly games, win silly prizes on your own time. But what he says here, and this is hugely humorous, giving the state billions, the state is the creator of the currency. 
Okay. So the state, you're not giving the state billions. The state is giving it. It is create, it does it on its own, period. Okay. Now, giving to the states, if you're talking about the 50 states and territories and you're saying giving them money, well, there is no right to an education. I mean, these are things that are basic as fuck. They want market solutions with mixed market ideas. They want to subsidize. They want to do things like that when in reality, it should be nationalized. It needs to be nationalized. Okay. Fannie and Freddie loans didn't cure homelessness. No, you, you know what? That's right. Fannie and Freddie loans didn't cure homelessness because the idea that everybody can just borrow money and be okay, be deeply in debt and be okay, is a standard worthless idea. Okay? It's a standard worthless libertarian idea. That's not true. Okay? Here you go. The Federal Reserve monopolizing the money supply did not stop recessions. Well, guess what? The Federal Reserve doesn't monopolize the money supply. This is ridiculous. Okay? The federal government controls fiscal policy. The Federal Reserve controls interest rates. Okay? This whole thing, it, it just, I, it's almost unbearable. It's like a bunch of fucking platitude salad baked in just absolute ignorance. Unsustainably stupid ignorance. It fundamentally does not understand that Article 1, Section 8 of the United States Constitution gives the power of the purse, period. Not sometimes, not maybe, always to Congress. And Congress created the Federal Reserve out of thin air in 1913. Oh, but the creature from Jekyll Isle. What are we going to do, Steve? The creature from Jekyll Isle. Fucking get rid of the Fed. I don't care. But this is the kind of worthlessness that occupies their time. Okay? The court system does not create universal justice nor do government police create universal safety. Nope. They would like to have pickets around the property with trip wire and landmines and guns and be able to say, you stole my pretty ball. I'll show you some frontier justice. You better believe it. We're going to settle this the way we do in the prairie with my six-shooter, okay? We don't need no stinking government. We gonna settle this like men. Right down at the OK Corral. Oh, but the non-aggression back, or the non-aggression principle, whatever we do. Well, you aggressed in me, you see. Because taxes tough, man. Taxes tough. So you've aggressed on me, right? Yeah, binky mommy, binky, where's my binky mommy? Please get me my pinky. Sally May and college subsidies have not increased the quality of schooling, nor has it decreased the cost. Look, fucking nationalize it. Fucking nationalize it. They're trying to make a free market world in a neoliberal era. They want to allow the free marketeers the feeling of freedom while simultaneously knowing that all money stems from the federal government, okay? They don't understand this, so they fucking make up a fairy tale. But the reality is, is that it hasn't worked because neoliberalism doesn't fucking work. Neoliberalism is that privatization. The federal government subsidy with privatization, that's neoliberalism, okay? That is neoliberalism, and that is the kissing cousin of libertarianism. The problem is, because these chuckleheads don't understand that the state has a monopoly on the currency, they erroneously focus on the Federal Reserve, because what else do people that don't understand money do? They focus on the second or third rock down the hill, 
instead of the primary one. Okay? The primary one. The Federal Reserve, for all its warts, and I am not a Federal Reserve apologist. I don't give a shit. It's just not that sexy what it does. But what it does do is stuff that is in line with U.S. global desires, U.S. global empire desires, okay? But the Federal Reserve handles monetary policy only. It's interest rates and the form of debt, whether it's in terms of a three-month or a six-month or a one-year, whatever. They control interest rates and interbanking exchanges between other banks. Okay. Anyway, the drug war has not helped drug addicts and their families. Well, you don't say. That is another conservative trope. Okay. This is another bullshit thing that nobody with a brain would ever fight for. If you ever fought for maintaining the drug war, I give you permission to smack the taste out of your own mouth. Okay. And invading Afghanistan. Nope. I agree. When Bush invaded Afghanistan, it was not the best thing, okay, for peace and prosperity for Afghanistans. All right. So in short, opposing government intervention in, intervention in X is in no means people don't care about X, okay? So all this nonsense that they're saying, they've spun up a straw man. Now they're trying to bring it down, saying that, hey, just because we oppose the government intervention in no way mean. So in other words, watching a Star Trek the other day. And on the Star Trek, there was this comet that was zooming towards this planet. And if it hit, it was going to kill like 9 billion people. And there was these defenders off to the side that were saying, if you try to deviate the, the comet, if you try to move the comet, we will kill you. The comet chooses. If the comet decides to kill everybody there, they should have died anyway. If the comet doesn't hit them, then they deserve to live. That's the deal. The comet has spoken. This is their idea of the free market. If the free market determines you should go bankrupt and die, then that's just the way it should have been. That's just the way it should have been because the great man, remember Ayn Rand, she and her John Galt. And let's go through this because Homeboy Bonanza gives us plenty. Oh, my God, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, live the dream. Live the dream. We, I, I'm not going to turn this into a Federal Reserve com conversation because this is the most worthless. Seriously, the people that focus on the Fed being like this private beast and the, the octopus and all, just fuck off for real. Like, seriously, don't follow that shit. I came out of that crap. The fact of the matter is, in the end, the United States government created all the rules and laws, every single one of them, down to whether or not we pay interest on reserves, whether we have a zero interest rate policy. Federal government could say, you know what, period. We are going to institute a zero interest rate policy forever. We're going to choose to never sell bonds again. You could do that instantly. The reason why there's interest in paying interest payments is to defend a positive interest rate at the Fed. And because people want a fucking secure savings, which comes in the form of bonds. Okay. So U.S. bonds are where pensions go. They're where all these super big countries that have done lots and lots of um, transactions with the U.S. and they're sitting there with barrels full of U.S. dollars and don't know what to do with them. They go ahead and buy bonds too. They're not buying up the country. They decided that, hey, instead of just letting it sit there doing nothing, I'm going to go ahead and collect 1.5% interest, okay? And as a result, as a result of that, okay, this is a way of giving a free basic income to the rich. It's also a way of ensuring that pensions don't fall apart in a market-based fucking economy. Nationalize pensions. Get rid of this shit. We don't need it. But the bond vigilantes would go nuts. Okay. But Congress alone wrote the bill that determines all of the factors around the Federal Reserve from interest payments on reserves, interest on reserves, IOR, to you name it, every aspect of it. When they create, there was a buy in. They, they see, oh, don't they have 6% stock in the Fed? 
What is this 6%? It's like buy, it's a membership agreement. They don't get any extra benefits. They don't have any ownership stake. It's just that they bought in like a, like a buyer's club. Now all of a sudden there's 6% in there. That's it. It's, it's a membership stake. It has no monetary value whatsoever in that sense. Okay. But these are all rules that the federal government, Congress in particular, that created this, put into action. And by putting it into action, it could put any of it out of action. In fact, the Federal Reserve Charter has been changed many, 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 many times over the course of time. And if you want a full detailed history of this, check out my interview with Rowan Gray, okay, on the Federal Reserve. Uh, God, it was a couple of years back. It's on Macro and Cheese. So all you got to do is go to our website, macro and cheese, uh, realprogressive.org, go to Macro and Cheese now, under the media column, look at all the pods and look for the one with Rowan Gray and the basically, I think it's the history of the Federal Reserve, something like that. I don't know. If somebody knows it, please put it in the chat. Um, anyway, let's go back here and let's add this back in so we can get back to it. So with Amazon, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and the Wright brothers, Walmart, Goodwill, Twitter, YouTube, Google, all have done more to give poor people access to goods and services kings of the past could never dream of than all government programs combined. Never mind the fact that every single piece of the infrastructure that allowed each and every one of for Amazon could not have done business in any way, shape, or form if it were not for the highways that allow their trucks and stuff to go across to get things to people, if it did not have the airports that the United States government pays for to get them their packages around, that has the internet, the DARPANET and ARPANET created out of public money, none of this. Same with Facebook. There is no Facebook without the internet, and the internet was created by the federal government. The Wright brothers, okay, it's good. You know, there's nothing wrong with the Wright brothers inventing something. There is something wrong with fundamentally the great man theory, okay? Walmart, Walmart has gouged people, has given people subsistence wages forever. They have literally dropped the prices out of every one of their stores and went ahead and run every local mom and pop grocer, you name it, out of business take over the area, pay people a shit wage, and voila, now all of a sudden, you've got no mom, pa, you've got no actual competition. Walmart is a monopoly in most places. Goodwill, okay, it's a nonprofit. Twitter, um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'm going to put this comment. It's great. So the MIC is good. It's the government that funds the MIC is bad. Google equals MIC. Exactly. Yes. I mean, it's that kind of idiocy, right? So let's go through here. Rockefeller did so oil. Vanderbilt with the railroads. This is kind of good right now, isn't it? So what we've seen, let's, let's talk about railroads for a minute. The railways and transportation in this country should be nationalized. You hear this repeatedly from me, right? This is the value of having the printing press and the value of having the public purpose as your primary calling, not a profit motive. Because what did the railways do? The railways fought tooth and nail to eliminate almost all regulations, especially on long-haul trains, the size, the number of trains, the weight, you name it breaking mechanism and look how many derailments we've had we don't have the upkeep on the tracks and stuff like that why let's go back to the tracks real quick before we go any further for infrastructure that is state-owned not big state federal government but little state whatever state you're in for the infrastructure within that state unless there are federal subsidies that you don't know about or there's money that is left over there that is like earmarked specifically for trains and railways or whatever. And I know that there are various acts that are um, passed that provide certain amounts of funding for various specific things for roadways and bridges and, um, you know, different aspects of transportation. But what has happened is because of the profit motive and because of this conflation of industry and state, 
Corporations have one goal and one goal only, and that is to maximize profit, period, at all cost. At all cost, period. Maximize profit. The government has one job and one job only, really, but it doesn't do it, and that is to protect the citizens, to, to ensure that the citizens of the nation are tended to and taken care of and are safe, all right? So the government is supposed to be regulating in this world, regulating these private industries. Well, private industries have lobbyists like unions of their own. See, it's amazing how private industry is allowed to have unions by lobbyists, but workers are not allowed to have unions because unions are bad and workers shouldn't be in unions because competition. What the fuck's up with the lobbyists? Isn't that isn't a lobby basically the same fucking thing for big business as unions are for workers? And yet they don't have any problem with that. Lobbyists go in there, fight tooth and nail, write legislation, ensure that the upkeep on the tracks is not tended to because states don't have the money. State by staters, I hope you're understanding what your policies would do to train derailments and things like that because you don't understand how financing works. Good on you. Anyway, rolling it back. Rolling it back. When industry wants to cut a penny, wants to maximize profits, it's going to try and make the train a little bit longer. It's going to try to increase the weight that it can carry a little higher. It's going to decrease the number of inspections needed on the brakes so that they don't have to spend so much money. It's going to do everything it can to extract everything. And it does. it's going to stand right on the edge. And if it falls over into terribly unhealthy or terribly unsafe conditions, just the price you pay in a free market economy, man. We're just trying to maximize profits. We made a mistake. We made a mistake. No. Listen, when you have a house, this might be easier for y'all to understand. As a homeowner, I have carpet that is missing on my steps. Why? Because I don't have the money to replace the carpet. So there's hardwood. There's like plywood on there. Okay. And there's some nails that I had tacked down, but unfortunately I had to throw a throw rug on. It looks like shit, but you know what? Don't come to my house if you're looking for nice things. All right. Anyway. So all of a sudden now I have this carpet that's missing my fence. It's all just old rotted wood and it hasn't been repainted. I want to paint it. I've tried to paint it, but it needs a lot of work, a lot of work. I don't have the money for, or the time to do, or the skill to do. Right. So it goes undone just like my carpet goes undone. My hardwood floors, these are old hardwood floors and they're pulling apart and they're, you know, bowing and different things. Nothing I can do about it. The upkeep to take care of, you know, your air conditioning, your electric, your roof, your windows, your insulation, your water, all that costs money. But you as a citizen, you only get a paycheck and that paycheck pays you whatever it pays. So you have to make a choice. Do I eat or do I make sure that the toilet works? We can shit outside, right? These are choices homeowners have to make. But the government is different. The federal government actually creates the currency. So when you talk about upkeep, when you talk about ensuring railways are perfect, what better job plan than making sure all upkeep is taken care of, fully funded and paid for and planned? I used to do some work with a company called Dayton and Associates up in Canada. And Dayton has a software package called PAMS, Pavement Asset Management System, PAMS. And within the PAMS, they also have a BAMS, which is a bridge asset management system. PAMS and BAMS allow you to go out 25 years and lay out all the type of preventative maintenance you would need to do and every single job that it would take you figure every four years, we're going to go ahead and uh, paint it black or rip it up and regrade and re repack and retop and so forth. Every bridge, we're going to redo the decking. We're going to redo all the joints uh, for towers all across the country, all those big towers. You, you see that recent movie where the tower came apart and rust and the girls are stuck on the top. You go ahead and you have to do, tend to all the towers that handle microwave and handle electric and handle all these. You've got to maintain that infrastructure. Well, we've allowed our infrastructure to dilapidate mostly because we have this false belief that the government isn't the currency issuer. So atrociously bad people like libertarians would prefer that the government not do this stuff. And so voila, you are left once again 
you are left once again with nothing being done, left in precarity, okay? And the corporation, go back to Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller wrote a, a play years ago. Arthur Miller was formerly married to Marilyn Monroe years ago. Playwright Arthur Miller wrote a play called All My Sons. In All My Sons, and I think I've talked about this before, but in All My Sons, they were a family-owned business that created parts for airplanes, created these airplanes. And during World War II, there was all these failures of the planes. In fact, several pilots were killed from this. And the dilemma, what do we do? If we fix it, then we have to acknowledge that we fixed it. And then everyone will know that the deaths were our, our fault. If we don't fix it and we just pay for the damages, well, that's cheaper in the end than it would be if we actually fix it, own up to our mistakes, and go forward. So this whole thing goes down until somebody close to them in their family dies from this. I am telling you right now, these are all preventable. Every one of them. There's not a single one of them not preventable because the federal government could maintain it in perpetuity. Now think about what would happen as a job for people, for working people, for people that need work, for people that want good work, the people want benefits and want to work in a federal job that doesn't get laid off. The upkeep and maintenance of not only power grid, but transportation, you name it, would have us at full employment. We would have everyone employed, and not just at shitty wages, but damn good wages. Damn good wages. Damn good benefit packages. Okay? The problem is, is this this conflation of private sector who has got the profit motive going and public sector, which serves, unfortunately, as a catalyst for private sector, quote unquote, business, as opposed to serving as the deliverer of this. Now, listen, I don't want us getting into the business of making toys and creating that stuff. I, I'm not a full on, there's no room for private enterprise anywhere. Although I would like to eradicate all private property from the needs business, from the needs business. I don't want somebody being able to say, hey, this river ran through my property, you have no right to water because I'm stopping it and damming it. And I've decided since it ran through my property, it's my water. No, we need to make sure that the public purpose is the public purpose and the public space is the public space and that no man should be able to have a monopoly on property, okay? That we all should be able to have our needs met without fear of some jackass breaking out an AK and going, what are you doing on my property? What are you doing? Get out of my property, motherfucker. You up with some damn mother. You always get the feeling maybe I've heard people talk this way before, huh? You almost get the, hey, what you doing there, greenhorn? Oh, hang a boot up your ass, boy, if you step foot on my property again, boy. You know, and here's the thing. This is what sucks. There has been nobody that has been screwed more than the American Indian and the African-Americans who came into this country, brought in as chattel slaves, were promised 40 acres and a mule and never received shit, okay? And every time throughout history, there was an opportunity to make right, they didn't make right, period. We're way beyond the point of indigenous reparations and former, uh, you know, freedmen's reparations, people that came of slavery. There's no reason either of those two promises should not be taken care of. We have literally fucked the Indians 20 ways to Sunday by taking their land, depriving them, kicking them into reservations, and literally treating them like a pile of shit, okay? But that right there, That's neoliberal. That's shit. That's trash. That's more of their world. That's more of the crap that we don't want. Okay? Nobody wants that. At least that's a progressive or a leftist. See, I, the term progressive, even though we are real progressives, annoys the living shit out of me. Because I don't consider myself a progressive in the way that I see a lot of other people. They're still hanging on and celebrating Democrats and running around talking good game about how great they are. 
And I'm looking and I'm saying, my God, you're the party of Pete Buttigieg. Please don't ever talk to me about politics again. Please don't talk to me about politics if you're supporting the party of Pete Buttigieg. Please, you don't have anything to say to me. There's no, we don't have anything really going to, it's nothing productive going to come from that conversation. I'm going to shame and embarrass you. And I'm not going to be okay with you celebrating this jackass that literally sat on his hands for two weeks as the people of Palestine, Ohio, deal with toxic fumes and toxic chemicals. As the freaking FEMA sits there and takes care of the workers, but leaves the community to fucking just to turn to shit. Okay. No, but that right there is more of the state in bed with business. That's not the state in bed with human beings begging for free handouts. That's the state literally doing the end stage capitalism. This is the high end of anarcho capitalism. This is the kissing cousin of pure libertarianism. Can you imagine being someone that made any excuses for Pete Buttigieg? Can you imagine any, as, as Biden goes to Ukraine and ignores Palestine, Ohio, can you imagine people defending Biden for going and saying, we will stand with you, Kiev? Never mind. Can you imagine people that didn't study about NATO, that didn't understand about the U.S. empire and sat there and defended it? I want you to think about what I'm saying. Libertarians pray on ignorance. They prey on that shit. They prey on false equivalences and they prey on people's just time-proven ignorance. Time-proven ignorance. And so when we try to make bold policy prescriptions, within, if, if you're willing to operate within this world today, you've got what you've got. You've got to work with what you've got. If you're willing to have a revolution, which no one is, let's be fair, no one is. People aren't even willing to do basic organizing work, much less a revolution. Shut up. Just stop. You're not doing it. And if you do do it and you bond with libertarians, this is the kind of shit that you're going to get out the other end of the sausage maker. So as we're talking about this, I think to myself, what is it about libertarianism and this kind of idiocy? I, I mean, I'm going to say this. I want you to know that this right here in of itself, this right here in and of itself, is enough to tell your friends that sit there and lie, lie. I mean, these people, when you see anyone that claims to be a revolutionary socialist or a revolutionary, you know, champion, and they're going to fight to power and fuck the Democrats and all, that's great. That's like, you know, okay. It's like playing just a game called just the tip, just to see how it feels, right? Not a full, just the tip. That's, that's what that is. This right here, what we're looking at, this right here, is what the libertarians are. And it, he said it for me. This is the best thing. I don't even have to come up with something. I can read you their words. Amazon, Apple, Facebook, the Wright Brothers, Walmart, Goodwill, Twitter, YouTube, and Google have done more to give pe poor people access to goods and services kings of the past could ever dream of than all government programs combined. Folks, ever see anybody that's out there making nice with the libertarians and pretending that they're fellow travelers, remember, remember this. Let's, let's go ahead and put this directly in there. I'm going to put this in here. I'm going to put this whole thing in here so that anybody can see it when they come back on the replay. Let's put this in here. I mean, after a while, you start feeling like it's time to really call a spade a spade. And I'm, I'm, in that, I'm in that point right now, right? I'm in that moment. I'm in that space where I'm not willing to pull punches anymore. I'm just not willing to pull punches anymore. Why should I? So less coercive third-party intervention leads to more innovation, innovation and more competition, employees and consumer choices which improves quality and lowers prices, all else equal. Well, who gives a fuck about lowering prices if I can sit there and I can literally fund the entire health plan without even thinking about it? Ensure every single person gets a pay. In fact, hold on. Let's, 
Let's jump out of this for a minute. During the pandemic, MMTers, for me in particular, were advocating a full nationalization of payroll during the pandemic. Make sure everyone is whole. Hell, I didn't even mind the idea of subsidizing corporate losses during that time period to ensure that there was no motive to make people have to go back to work unnecessarily. Okay. And for those people that were unemployed and didn't have money coming in, have no problem whatsoever giving them pandemic relief from healthcare. Give it all to them. Give them payments necessary to keep them afloat and make sure that they, and let them get ahead. I'm not here to try and make their life a fucking nail-biting experience. Okay? But the reality is, is that Pavlina Chernova came on and talked about, and there's a great paper out there, talked about nationalizing payroll during the pandemic. How many of you all actually talked about nationalizing payroll during the pandemic? I did almost every fucking day during that time period. And you know how much replay I got from those fuckers that are sitting there supporting. And let's get back to it. Let's just recall the people that don't talk about MMT, don't talk about nationalizing payroll, don't listen to macro cheese, don't do those things, but they fucking listen to this trash. Let's show you one more time what these revolutionaries do with their buddies. Let's talk one more fucking time. Amazon, Apple, Facebook, the Wright brothers, Walmart, Goodwill, Twitter, YouTube, and Google have done more to give poor people access to goods and services kings of the past could ever dream of than all government programs combined. Not to mention Henry Ford made automobiles more affordable. Rockefeller did so with oil. Vanderbilt with railroads and steamships. Carnegie with steel, same with televisions. Cell phones, computer software, furniture, toys, books, DVDs, CDs, microphones, air conditioning units, and radios. I want you to remember, you have friends that support this. They support this, folks. And I want you to understand, if you support that, if they support that, this is what you got. Okay? This is it. But none of these jackasses, they went, oh, look, I got to stick my steel care. Instead of recognizing the currency issuing federal government. And they're still doing it because they are a full cup, a cup you cannot put any more in. They're already their own gods, they're already believing in self. It's just like we are. Why would we bother learning how federal finance works? After all, we can talk to a libertarian and find out everything wrong, completely wrong, get it ass backwards and act like we're the woke ones. We're the really smart ones. We've got it going on. Hey, let's go do something together. It's an embarrassment. It's shameful. And I, I'm, I'm just, you know what? I'm 53 years old. I could die at any moment now. I have a heart attack, a fucking stroke. I could lose everything tomorrow because fucking finances blow. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I got to speak my truth because I'm so fucking tired of the cool kids getting together and ignoring the smart kids that are working their ass off to get to real empirical shit. But sloganeering and memification of efforts. Oh, you didn't go hang out with libertarians? What are you doing for the anti-war effort, you? See, it's like, wait a minute, you want, you want to allow all these illegals into the country? How many are you housing, Mr. Liberal? How many illegals are you housing in your basement, Mr. Liberal? Why in the world should we let them all? How many are you doing, Mr. Liberal? It's this kind of trash that no fellow traveler of mine would ever say. So I'm at my time, gang. I have so much more to say, and there will be another time to do it. But with that, I have to get the hell out of here, gang. So I hope that you guys will subscribe, like, follow the channel. Um, 
I'm sure I'll have, like I said, I'm sure I will have a hell of a lot more to say on this in the coming weeks because being libertarian has become all the rage with people that don't have the insights and the understanding of why this is fucked up. It does not constitute supporting Joe Biden, does not constitute supporting McCarthy, does not support the duopoly. It comes from a knowledge of how the system works. I'm a true independent, okay? And the L in libertarian, it's not just LOL, it's also loser. I'm out of here, folks. <laughs> I am so out of If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org. 